All right, all right, here we are with yet again another episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Demion, and today we're going to talk a little bit about sports. Um, I was watching a video the other day, well, a couple of videos on professional boxing, and it was just a little disturbing to see what happened to a few of those fighters. I mean, I've, I'm aware that those guys take some pretty sharp blows to the head, but um, I had a few thoughts about the matter, and if you don't mind, I think we'll go into it. But before we do, I want to spend a special, send a special shout out to my friend Katya over there in Moscow representing her birthday. <laughs> this is a special shout out for you. Happy birthday. I hope you get everything you want. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it tomorrow. So without further ado, let's go. So to get into it, Let's first identify what boxing is. So boxing is a contact sport, full contact sport, uh, you know, with the exception of feet and things like that. But it's a combat sport. You got two people in the ring with gloves trying to knock each other out or score points. But I don't think most people are in there for points. Those might be the people that are veterans. But in the beginning, when these guys are just starting off, the golden gloves and all these things are trying to knock your head off. Um, of course, there are safeguards and things with the gloves, but you got to understand what's happening to the boxers. It doesn't matter how good you are, how many fights and how many people you knocked out, you will be hit. And when you are hit, you are hit by someone who has been practicing, training, building up their arms. These guys are hitting harder than anybody else out there. They're hitting harder than people that do not train like this. These guys are spending hours, days, weeks, months, years hitting these speed bags, hitting these big you know, 400-pound sandbags or whatever's in there, just trying to strengthen their muscles, you know, working on the jabs, working on their uppercuts. And so when they hit you in the face, you know, when you're taking one of these shots or several of these shots in a ring to the face, in the head, the side of the head, it's like being in a mini car accident over and over and over and over. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to take my head and slam it into a wall at, you know, 15 miles an hour or even 5 miles an hour. But that's what's happening when you're getting punched by these boxers. You know, jab, jab, jab. Your head's moving forward. Boom. Every time their head gets rocked back, their brain gets rocked. And when it gets rocked hard enough, these guys fall out. You know, they talk about this so-called, and put in air quotes, the little sweet spot that these guys get hit on when they hit them in the jaw. You know, to just turn their light switch off, you know, and, and they fall to the floor. They just go wet like a limp noodle. Now, here's the thing. Muhammad Ali, great fighter. Mike Tyson, great fighters, right? Uh, Floyd Mayweather, great fighters. But if you've ever paid attention to any of these fighters, you notice that their speech gets slowed. You know, it's slurred speech. They all kind of sound the same. It's kind of like they're in the room, but they're not really in the room. You can tell they're a fighter. A lot of them seem like they're not that educated. Now, it's not because they didn't go to school. It's because their brain's been rattled so much that they can't even process things normally you know especially the people that have been in their seasons i mean in the beginning it's hard to see it the little the little memory lapses the little gaps in concentration the slurred speech and everything you know in the beginning nobody pays attention to it but when somebody's a seasoned veteran and they've been in the game for a long time you start to see the toll it takes on their mental health period i mean their brain they're having brain damage in the ring you know, imagine getting hit by Mike Tyson. Yeah, he might not knock you out, but he's going to take about 15 years off of your brain power with just one hit. 
you know, and in, and and the thing that gets me is people are getting back up to get hit again with that kind of force. It's insane. They may as well be in with two by fours swinging them at each other's heads. Who does that? Or swinging them at their ribs, breaking ribs. Now here's the thing. Okay, some people just like gore. Some people like blood sports. They like the contact sports. They like the gladiators. That's how all that stuff all started, you know. People sitting around with nothing to do. Why don't we just get together and kill each other, right? Well, you know what? Let's prolong it. Let's put on some gloves, you know, or some shin guards and things like that. Now, the difference with martial arts, like in a martial arts tournament, not this UFC stuff, but a martial arts tournament, they actually have the point system. You know, you get hit once, boom, you get the flag, boom, you get the point. But in boxing, I mean, it's till the guy goes down or the rounds are out. And these guys aren't in here just swatting at flies. They're trying to knock your freaking head off. Sending freaking missiles, grenades, mini grenades blowing up in your face. I'm good. So my thoughts on the matter were why not come up with something like a virtual fighter? You know, if you remember the video game, cheesy graphics in the beginning. But if you were to have something like a virtual fighter, maybe a suit that these guys could put on, you know, with sensors everywhere, you know, in some kind of animated robot or even a digital, a digital situation, a virtual thing like that, to where when he swings his arm, the robot swings or the animation swings or whatever swings, right? And it would just be purely based on skill, not age, not weight, just speed, skill. And these sensors would measure the person's output. How quick they move would calculate the strength that the person gets hit with. Now, you wouldn't physically have to take the hit. The virtual fighter could take your hits. So this is kind of stepping into the future, some of that futuristic stuff. I mean, we've seen the little VR uh, accessories and things they have, but I'm talking about maybe about two steps further, you know, just two steps further, just to take it to where someone like Mike, I could fight somebody like Mike Tyson. He could put on the suit. I could put on the suit. We could be sitting there going side by side, fighting. Of course, he'd win the, the digital simulation or the virtual fighter if they had these animatronics or something like that and these robots were banging each other up. But I wouldn't have to take the physical hits. He wouldn't have to take the physical hits. Nobody should be taking physical hits like that. So if the world, I'm sure they will, you know, in the future be on board with it. But if it was able to accurately measure the skill, able to accurately calculate, you know, the pressure of the hit, then I mean, just think of the limitless potential that we would have with you know, these virtual fighters, because they could do things we couldn't, you know, especially if it was digital. And they had skill sets like, I mean, they could jump or they had different environments that people could fight and weapons they could use. I mean, the guys could go in there, it'll be Mortal Kombat for real, modern time, but in a virtual setting. And you're just, your physical body and your skill set is controlling the character, meaning the moves and everything that you did will be simulated on the screen or with these androids or robots or whatever they want to come up with. That's where I'm I'm hoping things go because I was watching this guy up there. His name was uh, I think it's like uh, uh, Magomed. Uh, he's a um, I think he was a maybe a boxer from Kazakhstan or one of those places, Eastern European countries. Anyway, this guy, prime of his life, 27 years old, you know, big chiseled features, got the wife, top of his career. I think he had like 18 or 16 knockouts, been in 18 or 16 fights, you know, one every one, and he gets in a fight with this guy. Now. The thing was, it's a normal fight like any other fight. He doesn't get knocked out. But during one of the last rounds, the guy hits him right in the nose. 
boom, you know, and the judge is like, the ref is just like, no, no, no more, no more. We're not having any more. So he hits the guy, you know, he does knock him out and they're like, okay, stop the fight. They're cheering. The guys are shaking hands. They're hugging, you know, good fight, good fight. You know, everybody's walking it off. It's all good. The guy goes home. Later that night, he ends up in the hospital in a freaking coma. He didn't go into a coma in the ring. That means after he took that hit to the head, his brain was swelling. And it was swelling all the way up to the point to he, where he went in a coma. You know? So when he came out of the coma, do you think he was the same? Do you think he was the same? Do you think his mind was like it was when he went in the ring? No, it wasn't. Because he didn't just come out the next day. This is months later, you know, that he comes out. This guy... I mean, if you'd have seen it, and you've seen it before with other boxers, but I mean, he looks like, I mean, the, his movements, his actions, his speech, you would have never thought he had been a boxer in a day in his life. You know, like he'd been in a nursing home or something his whole entire existence. You know, very slow, looking up at the sky and space, and all he had was muscle memory. And the thing that was taking me off is that he had one of his friends, I guess his old sparring partners, you know, was out there doing drills with him. Now, this guy's in a wheelchair because he forgot how to walk and everything. So he's out there hitting, the, uh, he's got a bag in front of him. So he's hitting the bag, you know, throwing jabs and stuff. He's not even looking at the bag. It's just all muscle memories. He's hitting this little mitt that the guy's got. He's throwing jabs and then he'd slap his elbow and then he would throw like a, I guess a right cross or something like that. And he's not even looking at the thing. And I'm like, why are you recording this guy? His brain is just firing off impulse. It's not even him doing it. This is just one of the areas in his brain that wasn't affected by the coma, you know, by the concussion, by the swelling or whatever damage and bleeds that he had going on in his head. I said, you know, it makes no sense for someone to be in perfect health, you know, capable of having the family that he was planning to have. And when the lady got with him, I'm sure they were planning to have a family. I mean, he had the money and the prestige, but it was all gone in a second. So my thing is, yeah, people take choices. You're going to take choices. You're going to do what you're going to do. But, I mean, don't, people do not need to be, you know, banging their head into fists just to earn a living. Like, you could do that. And I know there are risks associated with it, and they know the risk going in. But when you look at it, I mean, nobody walks away unscathed, you know. Even with the UFC stuff, you look at these, uh, what's that lady's name? Rousey. I want to say her name was Rousey. She got rocked. Then she went to some brain camp. They got these little brain camps now with a rehabilitation where they try to nurse people back, you know, and get their motor skills and think, I'm mean, who's getting back in the ring after that? If somebody hits me that hard where I don't even remember my name or how to walk and talk and I got to learn how to feed myself again, you think I'm going to get back in the ring? I don't care how much money you put on there. So if they had, you know, something like virtual fighters, you know, where people go in and fight without taking the physical damage, I'd be all for it. I'd endorse it myself, you know. I would promote the events, you know, but I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Do you think they should be out there um, hitting each other upside the head with the force of a car crash or a car accident? You know, I mean, risking their lives for a few measly dollars that they will not be able to spend, will not be able to count, will not be able to enjoy. And you know the crooked part about it? The crooked part about it, think about it. All these coaches sitting there rubbing these guys on the shoulder talking about, yeah, good job, get back in there, round one, round. They're not in there taking the hits. 
The guy's a freaking android, you know, by the time he's in the ring, because he's in there getting hit so much, he doesn't know up from down. And the guy's like, yeah, just, just bob and weave, trying to remind him of the strategy he had because he forgot it after he got rocked the first 10 times. I just think something's wrong with this. Too many people have died. And they got videos up there of all the boxers that have died in the ring. I mean, even UFC people are getting getting crushed, you know. Walk in the ring, get wheeled out. For what? Views? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's just my opinion. Now, as someone who has, you know, participated in martial arts, uh, you know, the the uh, what you call the philosophical side of it, the, the athletic side, the uh, training side of it. Yeah, I, I could appreciate it. But the thing is, fighting is self-defense. It's always a last resort. You don't go out there and just take these chances with your life because, I mean, one wrong hit, it's over. It's over. Forget about it. Even a street fight. You know, these guys are going into seizures. You get hit in the right spot, you hit the ground, you're going into a seizure. Yeah, you get up and act like everything's fine, but it's not fine. You wouldn't have had a seizure if everything was fine. Your brain doesn't just send your body into a full-blown seizure because everything's cool. You know, I know it probably sounds like I'm going off on a tangent, but I mean, I, I mean, if anybody is offended by this, if you're in the fighting profession, all I got to say is be careful, you know, be careful, understand what you're doing. I mean, it might be short-term fame now, and you might be like, well, there's no other options to make money and the town I'm in or the place that I'm at, they just don't have the resources. But you got to think past, you know, money. I mean, do you want to be able to speak to your kid or remember what you did in third grade or remember your mom's name? You just got to think about that stuff when you're taking these these chances. I mean, bad things are going to happen. People are going to have brain damages. You know, car crashes are going to happen. You know, those things you can't you can't avoid if it's if it's your time to be in a situation like that then it's your time to be in a situation like that but don't go signing up for it don't go running to it because you lose in the end i mean floyd mayweather you seen his dad right still training people you know in the gym and stuff and he's got that boxer talk you know they all have that boxer talk they call it a boxer talk they got the cauliflower ear and stuff i mean come on come on come on rocky the movie perfect example you know, Adrian, you know what? I mean, come on, come on. Is that is that what you want? Is that what you want? I mean, it makes for a good story, yeah, it makes for good TV, it makes for good uh, entertainment, but no, no, no. Use your brain. Your brain is not a punching bag. You know, and then I know everybody's probably like, oh, well, it's not going to happen to me. You know, you've seen all these people get knocked out, and it's not going to happen to me. You don't have to get knocked out. If, if you're in that ring long enough and you get hit long enough, the damage will be evident. You will see it. You will feel it. You may not even be aware to, to know about it, but your people around you will. Your wife will be like, dang, he used to not be so angry all the time. Well, it's because he didn't have brain damage. And you know, sometimes other parts of your brain compensate for different parts of your brain. When one gets weaker, the other gets stronger, and it tries to find new connections and things like that that's just like people who have brain surgery or get shot or have a spike or something get stabbed in the head yeah they're talking and walking but they have behavioral changes things you can't repair you know i don't know but um i just wanted to uh talk about that that was something on my mind you know sports full contact sports shoot even football but like i said i mean nobody's deliberately going for your head in football if they end up catching you, you know, upside the head is an accident, you fall, something like that. It's not every 
five seconds. Like your whole intention isn't to get hit in the head. And then even in football, they're wearing helmets. What are they wearing in boxing? Gloves. That's it. But I hope you all are being safe out there. Hope everybody is breathing easy. You know, COVID's still floating around. Holidays are coming up over here in the States. We have Thanksgiving coming up, and then we have um, Christmas coming behind that, then New Year's. I'm sure everybody in the world celebrates New Year's at different times, you know, but it's coming up. All the, I don't know if Hanukkah's coming up, but, you know, all the religious and spiritual holidays around the Christmassy, Thanksgiving-y <laughs> time of the year, you know. But either way, um, let me get back at you guys next weekend. Have a good one.